With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man child, Johnny Carlo. And we are back for another edition of the Rick and Johnny podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcasts. Your one-stop shop for everything under the two nerdy sons. And we are back, Johnny, talking. I'll be completely honest. This kind of transition, I can't wait until we're done with the holiday break Mm -hmm. season because... It kind of feels like the whole world goes on stop for a little bit. I yeah. mean, even the government here in the U.S. said, stop. nope, we're going to stop Pause. for a little bit. Um, and I can't wait until our movie news, yeah, we our still, superhero yeah, news. we still have to pay taxes. Just comes out. Yeah, we still have to do that. You know what's the funny thing about that? Huh. Well, not funny. It is, but, but it isn't. It's just humorous of the whole situation at this point like that we're in this. But I saw that actually the IRS cannot... Give out like yeah, you can't issue tax- the the back tax. Yeah, they checks. can't give out money because the government shut down. But you're still supposed to pay your IRS yeah, taxes, all because of a wall. But that's not important. That's not why we're here. Um, we're here to talk Ricky, about all in all, it's just another brick in the wall. Yeah, another brick in the wall. A little good old Pink Floyd <laughs> there. But we're talking today some Avengers, basically Marvel DC for this entire show. Um, sometimes we talk Game of Thrones, sometimes Rick and Morty, but we're looking at Avengers, kind of. I'll say Avengers, Shazam, and then we're going to dive back into MCU greater grand scheme of things, talking about who the next baddie the bigger could picture. be. Before we jump into Avengers, I got to throw out there that make sure to help support us on patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. We cannot do what we do each and every day, each and every week for you guys without the support of our patrons. Thank you guys so much. And for the low, low price of $1, you can get yourself an exclusive Patreon podcast from the MVP guys. But Johnny, let's jump in to our first topic. And what we're talking about is Avengers Endgame. And the kind of topic that I had stems from a Screen Rant article where they had a theory. They had their staff writer, Cooper Hood, wrote an article about how Clint Barton, Hawkeye, Ronan, however you want to look at him, could be or will be the MVP of Avengers Endgame. And kind of their, just to kind of sum up what he's talking about is, There's a lot of stuff. First off, it comes from the fact of they mentioned back to in the first Avengers movie where Clint even throws out there like, oh, I've got all these guys with superpowers around me and I've just got a what a cloak and a cloak and a bow Um, kind of like downplaying what he is. Age of Ultron, I think, is the one. Age of Ultron, too, where it's like all these movies, he hasn't been. The he hasn't been put on the spotlight, and will this finally be the movie to put him on that spotlight? I want to ask you, how important do you think Clint is going to be in Avengers Endgame? 
Um, here's the thing I'm thinking about Avengers Endgame is basically everyone we have left is the original Avengers. Everyone mm-hmm. we had in the except for like Ant Man first. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's the little add-ins like Ant Man, mm-hmm. Rocket, uh, Nebula, mm-hmm. but really. Who's really left is the original Avengers. Yeah. I mean, you also have, like, if we really want to keep going, it's Okoye, mm-hmm. uh, Baku. Mm-hmm. And I watched I watched Infinity War recently. I did, too. And he... It's on Netflix. I Why think, not? I think he got the worst of the well, Wakanda. All, all his people. Because he was the... Like, really, they couldn't even keep, like, two of his people around. No, he just lost all, of, all them. of them. He's the only one left from that tribe. All of, yeah, his tribe is all gone. It's like, wow, you really got the short end of the stick on this one. Yeah, bug. he did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, basically, the main focus is all of our Avengers mm-hmm. are still around. All mm-hmm. the ones from the first Avengers movie are there. So my thought is it's less about... I mean, Clint might be, maybe they'll make him a pivotal role in it. Mm-hmm. My thought would be maybe because everyone's going to be back together, that's what's going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's everyone back, being together because you had two separate fights before be just because Tony and Cap broke up the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So that's what, like, I think part of the big problem was in the first one, like, why they lost is... You had two separate teams now. You know, Tony wouldn't call Cap. You were divided. Yeah, they were divided. Together we stand, divided we fall. Mm-hmm. Well, look what happened. So I think, like, yeah, Clint might play more of a pivotal role now. It looks like he's going through a lot of shit when we see in the trailer. Well, and that's a thing, too. Uh, so the, his dynamic of being in the team might be very different now. Like, we don't know, too, of because all we've seen of him in the trailer is... When Black Widow goes to find, find him. him, he throws off the hood, kind of cleans off his Ronin blade, and he is now Ronin. He is not Hawkeye. Hawkeye at this point. Some of the theorists out there are starting to think that maybe what has happened is this is the proposed thing that I have seen is after Civil War, because it was mentioned in Infinity War, mm-hmm. that he took a deal with the government. He's on his farm chilling with his family. Yeah. Then the snap happens, and his family disappears. I think so. And then at that point, he says, what the fuck is going on? And then, because I don't know if it's to, because of where he is and the whole thing of, like, Ronan and the Yakuza, um, I don't think it's him trying to avenge his family. It's basically, if so much time has gone by, which I'm assuming, because you got to think of how much time has gone by between... Weeks or months. Because you got to think about that because of the beginning of the trailer with Tony where he says our food's almost out. I think it's weeks because I don't know. They're already on the ship like that couldn't have taken like minutes to get going. It's not movie movie time minutes like, hey, boom, now we're on the ship right away. He's probably been doing this to say I got to clear my mind somehow. I got to basically it's like when something tragic happens to someone Mm -hmm. and they just dive into their work. Yeah. That's what I think this is. And how long has he been doing this Ronin thing to where eventually, like I've seen, you brought up a good point that I didn't think of. Yeah. What if he's the glue to bring the Avengers together of like when Tony meets Steve again, they're going to, I don't think it's just going to be like a, hey, we got to like this. It could be like a, hey, shit's hit the fan. We got to put it against each other. 
the way they Put interact with each other, they're probably going to argue. Yeah, a lot still. And Clint might be the one to like step in and say, "Hey, basically, hey, fuck faces. This isn't you about guys you. didn't lose what I lost." Yeah, and kind of be that glue to like look at what you your decisions are impacting more than just yourselves now. You like the both of you need to stop being selfish. Put Basically. your put your opinions mm-hmm. aside. The other thing that I've seen is people and I don't I don't believe this one cuz I don't think the timeline serves right. Yeah. Is I saw somebody um in a comment section throughout that, "Oh, what if he what if he's going to be the one to convince Captain Marvel that like of what's going on and stuff because from what that whole thing is is Nick Fury end of Infinity War threw out the distress signal to Captain Marvel. When Captain Marvel gets here, she's not going to know anybody. No, she doesn't know Cap. She doesn't know Tony. She doesn't know any of the Avengers. The only two she might know is Cl- she might know Clint. Well, that's possibly the, the theory is that she knows Clint because what if Clint was a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. or working with S.H.I.E.L.D. That. in the 90s. My question for you, though, does that timeline fit out with his age in the first Avengers? That's what I would say. He would be a young recruit in the 90s then. So he would be like I in think his so. 20s in the 90s. He'd probably be in his 20s in the okay. 90s. So there's a possibility that he knows what, he's Captain probably, Marvel. He's in his 40s now. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 years later. So, yeah, I'd say he could probably be... In his 20s in the 90s, 18 to 20-something in the 90s. Let's see. Jeremy Renner. I want to look up how old Jeremy Renner is right now. Yeah, Renner's 47. Yeah. So as of right now, he can't be. If you're going off Renner's actual age. Yeah, I don't think they would cast Hawkeye as like, hey, he's a 50-year-old. Let's get a 47-year-old actor to play. Exactly. No. So I would say either late 30s, early 40s right now. Maybe pushing more of the 40s. I'd say he's pushing like... Late, yeah, he's pushing more of the 40s side, but then it leaves it to like, hey, he could have been around while Captain Marvel was around, or mm-hmm. the show that he is or was part of S.H.I.E.L.D., blah, 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 whatever. I think it's either him, it's got to be him or our widow, mm-hmm. which I mean, there's the whole Budapest thing, and I think that was... I didn't even think about Black Widow. Yeah, so it's one of the two, because they were the two bigger parts of shield mm-hmm. cap was just sort of sort of shield mm-hmm. tony was never part of shield and the other and you know none of the rest of them were even part of shield yeah no so. and like tony i don't even think that really i don't think that like his involvement with shield wasn't anything because he wasn't in it nothing significant one like and for jeremy renner and hawkeye ronan clint barton his whole well, character I think it'd be cool yeah. if he was, like, a – oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pinnacle part of this story because – In that sense, yeah. That would be good. Because there's got to be a reason that they kept him out of Infinity War, right? It couldn't have just been because, oh, him and Ant-Man. Like, Ant-Man was because, hey, we don't want to – the quantum realm, first off, we explained it in Ant-Man and the Wasp were – He's stuck there. That's yeah. why he's not there. They think he's just on house arrest still. But really, I think if he was implemented into Infinity War, the quantum realm is such a useful tool that it would have it would it would have lessened what Infinity War would be. Exactly. It would have. There has to be a reason why they kept Hawkeye out of Infinity War, which, not just the house arrest. 
Well, like we, I think we talked about another one, mm-hmm. another podcast a little bit. <laughs> Probably, yeah. We have talked Avengers a we lot. We have. <laughs> but um, I think we even mentioned maybe he's like sort of a... They, he made a deal to be under house arrest with them, but, but he also whenever like, they come knocking, he hey, we need you to go in, uh, infiltrate this. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like, hey, we need you to this guy, mm-hmm. this, but it's like, hey, we need you to spy, spy, yeah, exactly, espionage. Like, you mm-hmm. are now when we call you, you do espionage, otherwise, mm-hmm. you're at home under house arrest. I mean, it could I think be. that would be the, I think that maybe that's the thing. So but either way, I mean, and that gives an excuse for why he's Ronan now. And yeah, it's just like he's doing it even more because his family gone got snap and away. all of a sudden. Another thing. The only thing that would make it worse, just to go ahead, uh, real quick, so we don't like get mm-hmm. off track. Uh, what would make it worse if he was sent on a mission? And he comes back to what? just dust. So he leaves and comes back, and they're gone. Yeah, as if like I wasn't here to protect them. Mm-hmm. That would that would instill a feeling like that. At least for a while. He, to Just me, to worsen it for him. That's why, like, look at his eyes mm-hmm. in the, the picture for the, the link you uh, sent yeah. me. Um, like, you can see there's distress. There's pain in those eyes. Exactly. There's pain behind those eyes. Mm-hmm. Behind those, like, even they look that kind look, of, like, glossed over in a sense. Like and, he lost himself. Because here's another thing I want to throw out there. And this doesn't necessarily deal just with Clint. It could deal with Steve. It could deal with a lot. The only reason this is on my mind is because I watched Infinity War recently. I'm probably going to watch it again, which first off, I want to ask you this question off topic a little bit Okay. uh, before I get back on topic. I had this thought watching Infinity War. It is not just a great superhero movie. It's a great movie, period. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. Because, like, I was watching it again going, wow, this is probably one of my top three movies of all time. It's way up there, definitely. Because, like, I, so... like, I finished it, and I had the same thought that I had after me and you saw it. I want to watch it again. Yeah. I feel like watching it again. It's like, mm-hmm. but the thing that I p- turned it on, I felt the same thing afterwards. Is like, sort of a... Oh, the dust hits you. It's the like snapshot hits you like a like a just like the still. first time I watched it. Uh-huh. It was the same feeling when I watched well, that scene. Because now you're focusing on other things. Like the thing that didn't impact me, what hit me harder this time mm-hmm. was Black Panther's disappearance. Oh, yeah. Because he goes to maybe this is it's no place to die. Also, I'll be honest, I listened to it with uh, oh. my new headphones on, so noise canceling canceled that No interruptions. Out. No interruptions. And he goes and reaches and he says, here is no place to die. And he's gone. And the look on Okoye's face of like, what what, what just happened? Like, pure shock. Yeah. The Spider-Man one still gets me, but that one was a little bit lessened. Um, The thing, though, that I want to bring up is from Infinity War... Cap says it, Vision says it, I feel like they said it multiple times, and because of that, it's probably going to play dividends at the end when we end this 11-year saga. Mm -hmm. Cap says it to Vision at first, when Vision's like, just destroy it, don't care if I die, and Cap goes, we don't trade lives. Mm -hmm. Then Vision, when he stabs Black Order throws him aside, he says, we don't trade lives. Is there going to be a point in Avengers Endgame 
where either A, maybe Clint Barton sacrifices his life and a character like Cap takes it harder because we don't trade lives or the one thing that I've seen someone threw out, Cap is going to put his life on the line, sacrifice himself and die in the end because he's going to think we don't trade lives. I'm giving up my life. I'm not trading a life. I'm giving it up to save everybody else. It's him or Tony. You're still on the train. One of them is going to die. One of them, because I mean, the other thing is, it it it, it kind of stems from the first um, Avengers one mm-hmm. when Cap yells, like, gets in Tony's face and says, "You um, or well, how do you how do you put it?" Um, wasn't he basically saying like you're behind a suit? Like you're you're behind, behind a suit. You wouldn't you wouldn't put your life on the line for mm-hmm. someone. And he's like, if your life or if the life was on a wire, and Tony goes like, I would just cut the wire, mm-hmm. snidely back to him. And it's like basically telling him, you wouldn't sacrifice yourself. You're doing this for you. You're not doing this for anyone else. Mm-hmm. I think Tony's made the 180, um, to where he's like, he's. Be, be, especially because is it this one where um, Steve goes big man in a suit of armor take it off and what are you Tony then says genius billionaire playboy philanthropist uh, Natasha shrugs um, condescendingly um, Steve then goes I know guys with nothing with with none of the worth or I know guys with none of that worth 10, 10 of you I've seen the footage the only thing that really that you really fight for is yourself. You're not the guy to make a sacrifice play, to lay down on the wire and let other guys crawl over you. Tony goes, I think I would just cut the wire. Steve goes, always a way out. You know you may not be a th- or you may not be a threat, but you'd better stop pretending to be a hero. Tony goes, a hero like you? You're a laboratory, a lab experiment, Rogers. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. Steve Rogers, put on the suit. Let's go a few rounds. Is that that's what that's the line? About, right? That's exactly yeah. the argument I was talking about. And that's that's the one line is he tells Tony he wouldn't make the I sacrifice play, the and I would cut the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gonna what it's gonna come down to is one of the two of them is gonna make the sacrifice play now because Tony's got it in his head that he can't watch everyone mm-hmm. else die and not him. Mm-hmm. So Tony's going to have that. But now this turnaround with Cabin, like you're saying, uh, we don't trade lives. Well, someone's going to probably have to give theirs up to make this happen, I feel like. What if it is that? What if it's not Steve, where basically Iron Man is going to give up his life, and Steve goes, we don't trade lives. And Iron Man, let's be honest, Iron Man hadn't said that. Yeah. He's not thinking of that. Steve, that's another thing, too, of, like, when I saw, like, oh, Steve would give his life, I'd be like, but why? Giving up his life would still be trading a life. Yeah. It'd be trading his life, even though that's in Steve's character, and Steve would give up his life to save a million. Mm-hmm. What if it is that, where Tony gives up his life, goes to give up his life, and Steve goes, we don't trade lives, and Tony's like, I have to, like, we have to do this. What if it's something where they go back in time? Yeah. Because there's going to be time travel in this. We're going to talk about it later in the podcast. But what if they go back in time and one of them needs to stay? And Tony goes, I'll do it. Or what if um, 
they they realize that it's only going to happen if one person like no matter what they do one person it's either one person dies or everyone dies mm-hmm. and tony goes it's i i'm going to take it mm-hmm. it's like or cap goes we don't trade lives it's like there's nothing to trade oh my god oh my god you know what just hit me huh you know what would make that even a more powerful moment think think back to the beginning of infinity war yeah him and pepper Mm-hmm. What they were talking about. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine he puts his life on the line? They come back. The whole our whole timeline is fixed. Pepper with child. She's pregnant now. She was. She didn't think she was. But she is. But she is. That would like, make the after, thing. After he went off in the space and she was like, no, Tony, come back, come back. What if right after that she had found out? You know what? Tony was right. I am pregnant. Yeah. I do have a kid on the way. Maybe. The other thing I would bring up, um, I want to bring up is what if it's uh, the hot like they go like we're talking about it's it's a time travel one to fix mm-hmm. things. What if it's the moment? What if he decides it's the moment where Doctor Strange is about to give up the uh, stone for him for Tony's life? Say that again. When Doctor Strange gives up the time stone for Tony's life, mm-hmm. what if he what if he says what if he um pops in and like time travel and fixes mm-hmm. that as like no, let me die. Do not give him the stone. I'm the only thing like that's where the sacrifice comes in. The only reason I would say no to that Mm -hmm. is because the only the only reason Dr. Strange spared Tony's life is because of the is because because after Tony said, why did you do that? And he goes, it's the only way I, I believe if that so that even adds another thing onto this. He can't go back to that point because if he stops that, he'll never have the opportunity to give up his life. What if it's a Doctor Strange looking into the future knew this can only end if Tony gives up his life? Maybe. Tony needs to give up his life and have this revelation for us to be victorious. That does not happen if he goes to that time and stops Doctor Strange from making him live. That would just fuck everything up. True. Paradox then. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this whole thing is going to have ripples of time. Um, I also uh, did a little Google search uh-huh. um, and found out that from the comics, um, only appeared in one comic, um, Tales of Suspense, number 68. Um, oh, never mind. He's not Tony's son. Um, Morgan Stark is the brother of our... Is the son of Edward Stark, the nephew of Howard Stark. So he's Tony's cousin. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to tell me that Tony had a son. Because uh, my first thought is, in the comics, has Tony ever had a son? I know, Not that I know of. Unless you like count Vision as his no, you child. Just, you count that. Um, I don't think not he really. has. I, not that I know of. Because that would be something that would be weird. Is like if they... Had a, I I think it would add a ton to it. Yeah, but I don't know if you go that route because then you got to deal with said child. It's like The Walking Dead. Great, we've got this baby. Yeah, we've well, got this thing that makes noise in a show that has zombies or walkers um, that are attracted to noise, loud yeah. noises. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know if they throw in a Tony Stark kid unless they're maybe. planning on a future Iron Man down the line. 
Uh, probably not then, because um, they have like two other people that could take over. Because there's like an I, I know in some comics I believe there's an Iron Kid, and that they kind of set mm-hmm. referenced that when he um in Iron Man three with the kid there, mm-hmm. they referenced it to, per se because he he set him up nicely um afterwards, almost like a protege, mm-hmm. and not like a Spider Man protege, more of a uh, hey keep go- keep building kid type protege. Yeah, I'm looking to see. And then, I mean... It doesn't help that when you type, like, Iron Man Kid into Google, you just get Halloween costumes. Yeah, usually. Galore. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Just I, try Iron Kid. See that? I did. Okay. It, Halloween costumes Oh, galore. God. Um, it does not help with how popular um, he Avengers has been. is, yeah. Any final thoughts on this before we move on into our next topic? No, it's going to be interesting to see um, who, who, who plays what role mm-hmm. in Avengers. Yeah, and of course... People, some people are thinking um, that the next time we'll get a trailer is maybe February, maybe for the Super Bowl. Nice. Um, we'll get a new trailer. Um, I cannot wait to get some more kind of – see, here's the thing about this for this movie. Yeah. They want to keep it hush-hush, so I don't know if a new trailer is going to give us anything more. Not much, You know what anything. I'm saying? Like the most – I want, I want I, there's so many questions like what – is going on in everyone's head because you have like Thor. What is Gamora? Who is Gamora? Where Why is, is Gamora? Gamora? Why is Gamora? Go. There's a ton of questions, Johnny. Why is Gamora? But like probably the hardest hitting one of them all is why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? But uh, like what is going through Thor's head? What is mm-hmm. going through um, Clint's head? Mm-hmm. What is going every? What's going through everyone's mind? Like at least like you can kind of see what's going what's going on. Black Widow, mm-hmm. uh, Tony, and um, Cap. Because Thor literally has it's a, not it's like basically a screenshot of him in a cell. <laughs> That's all we first, got out of the trailer. First off, he watched Loki die at the hands of Thanos. Yes. Then when he got Heimdall to, first. Stabbed yeah. in the chest. Heimdall first, Loki second. Then when he finally got the chance to kill Thanos, he didn't. He failed. Yeah. So he's got to deal with that now. So, like, there's a ton of things. Also, last question I'll ask you with this. Thanos on the farm. Mm-hmm. Is that in the Earth or in the Soul Stone? Because in the comics, him on the farm was in the Soul Stone. In a, on a planet. So you think he's on a planet? He's on a planet, yeah. Okay, so you didn't think it was one of those? It wasn't very. Or, it wasn't very orangey. Because another another theory uh-huh. is that when he went and saw Gamora, that was a dream that was in his head. It wasn't him in the Soul Stone. It was a dream. So he was thinking Soul Stone, and then saw Gamora, and that him on the farm is really him in the Soul Stone because he made a deal with the stones of because. Red Skull said that the Soul Stone has a certain wisdom. Mm-hmm. People are thinking of this theory that he made a deal with the Stone to I will get you these souls if you give me what I want. And what he wanted was for his planet to be saved. His planet couldn't have been saved, and he didn't want civilization to be like his planet or the entire universe to be like his planet. Maybe. I don't know. My thought would be to just... That was a flash into the soul stone because mm-hmm. you it takes up it's a high price mm-hmm. for to get the stone yeah a soul for a soul mm-hmm. and maybe it's like sacrifice a soul that soul goes into that gem mm-hmm. just to basically power it up mm-hmm. almost yeah it needs a soul 
to power it up, basically, mm-hmm. is my thought. And Gamora is trapped in the like, uh, and, and to power it up for you to use, like yeah. it, it, can, it can still be used, but it's like actually to obtain it, mm-hmm. there's a soul now inside of it. You can you you are allowed to have yeah, it. Yeah, just how in like the comics, it was Adam Warlock and Pip and stuff. That yeah, were in and the they were in the stone. stone and Gamora and Gamora. And they yeah, all... that's right. It was Gamora, Pip, and Warlock. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's what's gonna that's what's gonna be part of it. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. I look at the camera, although we have gone over and I did not get up to turn on the new camera. So you're looking at our logo if you're on YouTube. But let Whoops. us know what you guys think down below in the comment section about Cliff Barton, about Avengers. We Clint. always do this. Clint. Did I say Cliff? <laughs> Cliff Barton. Clint Barton. His evil brother, Clint. <laughs> um, no, his evil, evil brother, Cliff. Did I say that? I'm screwing it up. You Clint. said Cliff Barton. Clint, evil brother, Cliff. There you go. Let us know what you think about Clint Barton down below in that comment section. But, Johnny, let's jump in to our next topic, and we're taking a look at DC. Some movie news coming out for the Shazam movie, and it's actually a movie rumor. Nothing has been really reported on this. Um, So according to an article, um, a report from Superbro Movies has cited a source with possible knowledge about Shazam, claiming that the seven deadly sins are set to appear in the film with their existence expected to factor into the movie's narrative. The exact quote is, so they were added, they added that the big screen versions of the group will mine inspired or in inspiration from the new 52 print counterparts. This brand new report collaborates a previous scoop from more than a year ago, claiming that the antagonist would appear thanks to the unearthing of audition tapes and the clips actors up for the role of Billy Batson are in conversation with the wizard who explains that the council has been wiped out by a villainous team. Here's what I want to ask you, Johnny. So Seven Deadly Sins is a seven-member group um, that is like mystical beings um, and villain to Shazam, obviously. I want to ask you this. By adding them to the movie and having multiple villains in Shazam, could this be a bad thing for Shazam? Um, for the movie, not the character. makes me worry about pulling a BVS because, again, another movie that there was too much going on. Mm-hmm. Well, that had two... The thing about BVS that I think is different, Yeah, that had two characters in it. Yeah. Like it had Batman, Superman, who they get their own, they should get their own movies. I like the concept of a Batman v Superman, but it's just that mm-hmm. we had in BVS, my biggest gripe about it is we had too much going on. You had Batman versus Superman, you had Lex Luthor versus both had, of them. Then you had who else? We threw in uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was in there. You had um, Doomsday yeah. was at the end. Um, Wonder Woman was, wasn't really so that movie. But I think like she it, was thrown. Yeah, in. that one is different because I just think that had too much shit in general. But that's what I'm saying. It's too it. much going on. <laughs> the, it's not exactly the same, but that's the first thought I have. Is are we gonna pull BBS mm-hmm. and have too much going on now? I'm glad you brought up Wonder Woman though, because I want to use Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah, as the references. Whereas you look at Wonder Woman. Only one villain. Mm-hmm. Only had Ares. And the way Ares did his thing, yes, yeah, she didn't just fight Ares 1v1. That was at the end. But the, she, she, Ares was the only major villain yeah, exactly. throughout the whole thing. Whereas then you get Aquaman had Ocean Master and Black Manta in it. 
And one of the things that people have said, and I know a couple of our friends said it after we saw the movie, was, man, uh, like even I think it was Dave mentioned after the post credit scene, hmm, they're setting up Black Manta for two. Kind of like, shouldn't we just save him for the second one? Like, should we no. Should we have not thrown him into Aquaman? I am not a believer of that. I, I don't love, either. I love that costume. Like, yeah, did it look cheesy? Yeah, did it look, make him look like a Power Ranger? Hell yeah, but I loved Guess what? it. He also looked like Black Manta from I the comics. I loved it. And also, I mean... Or from the, like... Could they? Was he not a major part of the story? No, but I didn't. And have, that's the part that made it good. Fine. Yeah. And he's going to be. We're going to tell his story even more um, in the second one because it looks like he'll be the main villain. Of yeah, the I think second so. One. But could this be a similar situation to that where there have been times you bring up BVS? Where too much isn't necessarily a good thing. Exactly. See, that's it to me. And I agree with you mm-hmm. when it comes to Aquaman, just to reference, mm-hmm. just to go about it. Um, it worked using him that way. Because guess what? We, it was a nice way to introduce Black Manta into the universe. Mm-hmm. Use him a little bit, but not like... He, honestly, let's put it this way. Could you have swapped him out with just a regular anyone else? To some degree. And gotten the same product out of that. Ye, yes and no. Yeah, like what? Like replace him with three to four extra, um, maybe specialty troops from. Uh, Ye, I'd say yes or no because if you're looking for the plot point of Orm hiring someone to go after him, then yes. But if you're going after the or okay, let's put the it this significance way. of Black Man. No, I'm saying not taking out the significance to get like the the Orm story. Mm-hmm. Underway. Could you have could you have made that anyone then? Any yeah. human. You could have made it any mm-hmm. human, right? Yeah. Exactly. You didn't have to make Throw it Black, Black Manta. Man. But, but it was a nice way to bring him into the universe. But, yeah. And it, it was it, a way that worked really well, if you ask me. Exactly that. To where now in number two, we don't have to tell you Black Manta's origin Whole story. Backstory, we already yeah. did it. And, it, and it, it's in a way that worked in the, it worked mm-hmm. in the first story. It's not like it went way out of its way to be the origin story now. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at here. This is from the, obviously, this is from a um, wiki page, a fandom wiki page, mm-hmm. um, the Batman wiki about uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Would you call that Bicky? Mm, a Bicky. Um, or a Batkey? A Batkey? Right? Batkey? Not a Bicky? Not just Nope. I almost said a, a word I'm not, uh, uh-huh. not going to bring up. It's uh, got an A and a few Ks in there. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. But a here, B and A and a few Ks. Here, here's what it's got with. Uh, the history. Yeah. Although not the exact source of evil, that be that are the beings that came to be the seven deadly sins were one of the biggest factors contributing to it. They were imprisoned in the box and freed um, by accident by Pandora at eighteen thousand BCE. The sins proceeded to label Pandora their mother, as she was instrumental in their freedom. Upon attacking um, Quadrac, I hope I said that right, um, the seven deadly sins were taken down by Black Adam. They were subsequently easily imprisoned by Adam, though they were well aware of the champion's later villainous turn, but nonetheless feared him greatly. In the, in the 20th century, 21st century, upon being found by Dr. Savannah, who we know is going to be mm-hmm. in the movie, 
the sins allied with Adam in recreating the world. The sins' first task was to find the worst soul in Philadelphia, whom they proceeded to possess and make a giant monster. The sins abandoned abandoned their duty after Adam was defeated by Shazam. It was later that year that the seven deadly sins numbered six after Pandora killed Envy. Here's the thing I want to throw out there, though. With that being, with me seeing that, I am going to say this. I'm going to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a bad thing. They're not no. just adding a villain to add a villain. Here's what I think now they do to the story. Either they team up with Dr. Savannah, either they find him. Let's say DC changes it a bit. Let's say instead of Pandora opening the box, Savannah finds the box that was closed by Black Adam, and he finds a way to open it. Because the audition tape, I know that there's like fake scripts that, like, look at Game of Thrones. How many Mm, fake scripts that they have? Look at Infinity War. How many hours they... Yeah, even like film with, fake with Infinity War, you had the Russos, Tony Stark, and Benedict Cumberbatch, the only four people to have those scripts on. Wow, you're getting a ton of Facebook messages, my man. And now it's gone. <laughs> but they were the only four to have full scripts: Popular. Benedict, Tony, and the directors. Exactly. And obviously Kevin Feige, um, well, but not a ton of people so. like Tom Holland. Need to know bases. Yeah. You are not getting yourself well, a script. Well, I mean, that it makes sense for him. Bruce Banner, not getting a script. You guys are the spoiler bros. But basically, <laughs> I think what this movie could do is Savannah finds them. Let's mm-hmm. say they, with that audition tape, they did kill the council. That's where the wizard tells him they killed the council. They were then locked in a box, or maybe they're free and they find Savannah. Either way, Savannah opens a box that was locked by Black Adam. They either find him, they work together, and they're bringing them into this universe so that we can introduce Black Adam and we can then jump into The Rock as Black Adam in his movie. Okay, I'm going to break it into three. Break it down for me, Johnny. Okay, break movie. it down. Movie beginning is intro to Billy Baxton. Shazam! Right, that's his last name? Baxton. Batson. Batson. B-A- B-A-T-S-O-N. Batson. Batson? Batson. Okay. Billy Batson and making him into Shazam. Part two. First, we get like right into part two. Mm-hmm. We get um. So him. all of act one is him becoming Shazam. Yes. Okay. The whole becoming Shazam okay. thing. Introduce mm-hmm. the like the 10 minutes is going to be introduce him, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Now, part two, and this is me kind of changing things up in my head as I go along. I'm trying to figure it out. He, We are introduced to Dr. Savannah. Mm-hmm. He try, we get that one scene where he tries to punch him. Because that looks like their first meeting. That's the, It does look like their first meeting. Because he goes to punch him, and, it, and he's surprised that, oh, he caught my fist. Yeah. So he's like, we get a little like, oh, mm-hmm. and I do super, the superhero thing now. Yeah. He goes to punch Savannah, catches the fist, and then something ensues where he just, boom. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out, like, that was the final thing he needed to do, like, to get wherever he needed to get into. Mm-hmm. To open, take Pandora's box, open it up, and maybe you make it a short. I have to go through each one, not not all at one time. I go through each one of the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. to get to Savannah. Hmm. 
Hmm. And along the way, you start, because I've got it actually listed here, not who is each one, but lust, gluttony, sloth, wrath, greed, envy, and then pride apparently mm-hmm. is the most powerful and dangerous of the enemies. He goes through each one of them from lowest to highest, mm-hmm. kind of te- makes him like in a different way figure out how he needs to get to Savannah and so things kind of, he needs to actually do so almost, and change about himself to Almost beat like him. a Scott Pilgrim thing. Yes, kind of. I didn't think of that. Where you're, where you're, you're having each battle throughout yeah. the movie. And then Act 3 would be him. Act 3 or the, yeah, would, would be, be him, him against Savannah. Pride and Savannah. Him against, he does Pride like right before the end. Okay. And then Savannah is the final, final. He has to go through all seven mm-hmm. of them to get to Savannah. Do you, do you think... I don't know if that's going to be, again... Do you think that one of the main reasons that they are int- going to maybe introduce the seven deadly sins in this movie... Is to introduce Black Adam? It's just, let's say it's just that. Let's say it's Could just be. a, hey, you guys are... Because this is a rumor. Let's be honest. It's not a report. Yeah, that's true. What if it's just that one... T- the wizard goes, yeah... The council was taken down by these guys. What if that's the only time they're mentioned? What if that's it? The only time they are literally mentioned is that, and it's just to say, hey, they exist to then set up Black Adam. It could I wouldn't, be. I wouldn't like that. If you're going to set up Black Adam, give me the seven deadly sins. Would Maybe be great. they're trying to find Black Adam because they know, like, they were he working with him. That He put them away. They're kind of following him. Instead of Pandora now. Maybe they don't realize that Shazam is not Black Adam. <gasps> maybe they think Shazam is Black Adam. Because it's like, it, to them, maybe it's like, you're basically the same thing. You got this almost uh-huh. the same powers. This is just one's red, one's black. Exactly. To them, it's not, not that big a difference. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Maybe they don't have that close of a relationship, per se, with Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Just enough to say, this is Black Adam. You have the same powers. I'm going to defeat you. And uh, I shouldn't ask you this. Um, You're going to ask me a DC question? Yeah, I was going to ask idea. you a DC question. Um, no, actually, yeah, I found then, my answer. And then, so, oh, okay. that is not far-fetched because I'm looking at a skin from Injustice 2 Yeah, where, because think about it, Black Adam was kind of, oh, who, who can Wasn't I? Wasn't he the original Shazam uh, in yes, a sense? Yes, but who can I relate? Who was I going to relate it to? I was going to re- relate it to, um, shoot. I lost it. Um, it was like the guy I'm thinking of is like, oh, it's like Sinestro is what I was going to think. Turned of. over to a. Once he turned to the other one, oh, I changed change. my suit change. We're yeah. basically Black So Adam, they may have known him he was in, in the, the red, red suit. suit. Then he turned evil. So it's just a guy in a red suit, suit to them with yes. the same powers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would work out nicely. And then after, here's here's where it comes into. After credit scene, Black, or Black Adam realizes the box has been open mm-hmm. or hears that the box has been open and goes back to the source to rectify it. And then he's going to maybe next set up the next one that he's going to blame mm-hmm. ba- um, the new Shazam for it. Or he's the fact that he hears there's a new Shazam. And he's got to go to Earth. He's going to go to because, Earth because he's the one that needs to, is that is Shazam, not well, anyone else. Because there's also, and this is going to be introduced as well. I don't know how much of a figure they are going to be. Mm-hmm. The Marvel family or the Shazam family yeah. is going to be in this. And in that family entirely, you've got, and I'm going off of colored suits alone. 
You've got Shazam, who's red suit, white cape. Mm-hmm. You've got one that's a chick, and she's purple suit, white cape. You've got another one, a chick, white suit, white cape. Then you've got kind of green cape, or green with a green cape, kind of a Loki thing going on. Um, orange with like a black cape. And then the one to me that looks like Superman or Captain Marvel, where it's a blue suit with a red Doctor Strange-like cape. Um, for him. So you've got red, blue, purple, white, orange, and um, and green. What if it's something where he needs the – what if they, like, introduce the Marvel family and he needs the help of his Marvel family to defeat these seven deadly sins? Maybe. Where – would that be too much? That for might the, be adding too much Would it now. be too much to then have – the Marvel family get their powers along with him. I think, or he needs to team up with them. I feel like that might be adding too much into it now. Because we already know that I believe it's – I oh, I'm trying to think of the character's name. I believe it's the one that ends up being the blue suit um, for the Shazam family that he is the one that is going to be um, basically helping Billy with his powers. Because it's the orphan, it's the foster kid with him that has like the BVS paper clippings. He's got the Batman thing, the bullet casings from when Batman shot at Superman. Like he is like nerded out to the mm-hmm. ten, to the to the tenths of degrees and millions of degrees to where that's even another thing. Do they just say, "Oh, well, this foster family is just going to become the Shazam family"? Or do they Shazam-ly? actually make them the Shazamily in this movie? Hashtag Shazamily. <laughs> we just made a hashtag, another hashtag. Freddy, that's it. It's Freddy, Freddy because okay. he's Captain Marvel Jr. Interesting. Um, see, I feel like that would be adding too much. That would be something maybe say for a second Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe just like I said, make this like a going through like each sin to learn something about how how to actually maybe he's like sort of like Thor in the first movie per se. So I'm gonna cut you off for a second. Yeah. Just it shows the just what this comic book was from the, the 40s. Mm-hmm. Just how much of a different world it was. I'm gonna read you this one sentence. In the original faucet, our facet and DC uh continuity faucet. Captain Marvel Jr.'s alter ego was Freddie Freeman, a disabled newsboy um, saved by Captain Marvel from the villainous Captain Nazi. Arr, it's the Captain Nazi. Why the R? Is he a pirate too? He's a pirate Nazi. But basically it's like... Damn Nazi pirates. I'm looking at the costume for Captain Nazi and it's like, it's a green suit with like the... Um, the like shoulder thing, the shoulder like frail thing yeah. that you would get from like a corporal, and he's got a big like black and white swastika. On his of course chest. he does, and it's like what it would be like to grow up in that time, Johnny, Captain where Nazi. everything was the Nazis were evil. But go ahead, with I'll be sh- I'll be Captain Marvel, and you be Captain Nazi. <laughs> God, how would that go over if you were playing that with like as you're a kid? You'd feel terrible being Captain Nazi. Why do I have to be Captain Nazi? <laughs> Because you're younger than me, and I make the rules. But go ahead with what you're saying. Um, It's going to be almost like, I want to say, then again, don't compare it Mm -hmm. exact. It's sort of an offshoot. This is the first one I can think of. 
Thor in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He had to learn something about himself, learn to be better of a person. Batson's got to learn how to use these powers. Exactly. But that's what, like, the first one, he's got, the first segment's going to be him mm-hmm. learning how to use the powers, per se. And let's be Second honest, one's going to be... His maturity level's not all going to be there, either. Yeah, but then this one's going to be, like, sort of working at his maturity level, working mm-hmm. at his personality, as well as his powers. So, like, Lust, he's going to have to learn something about himself, which is going to be weird. Mm-hmm. In some senses, gluttony and like each one's gonna kind of teach him a part of his. It's gonna be weird in some senses. Maybe he has a crush on a girl. Johnny. Exactly. Maybe that that sin mm-hmm. will take that to to their mm-hmm. advantage. He has to learn blah 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 to yeah. defeat lust. He has to learn blah 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 to defeat gluttony. Blah blah. And it's not gonna be like straightforward. He's learning. He's gonna see. You're gonna sort of see it. You're really on a like divide. Like stand. Together we stand, divided we fall. Like, you're really on that today. Am I? You mentioned it in the first segment. I, you're kind of going with it here in the second segment. Well, it's more of a, um, this one's more of a learning. Yeah. No, but progressing. I'm about even with the deadly sins. So, Together them. they are super strong. Hey, how do I beat them? Separate them and take oh, them out I didn't out say he separates one. them. No, I know, but he's basically separating them and defeating them one by one. I would think that would be, I mean, because are you going to want him fighting off some of them at one time? No, probably not. Exactly. I mean, I just don't know. I don't the, think it's going to be. My only question about that, mm-hmm. and I don't think we can answer it today. No, probably not. Is the pacing of the movie with that. That's what I'm saying, Because, though, like, like, Scott Pilgrim, that pacing for that movie was okay because I wasn't expecting a lot from it. That's true. But, like, the pacing for a um, superhero movie. Plus, you got to... Throw in that he's got to learn his powers. You got to introduce the casual fan to Shazam that might not know Shazam. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, it kind of sucks that we gotta we gotta we gotta dump things down for the casual fan, but we do. Like we because do. Obviously, everyone that goes and sees this movie they gonna is not going to be a Shazam is. expert. Exactly. Of and the we're thing, not even Shazam. No, experts, we're not. To be honest with you. So I would love them to do that for my sake alone. Because I'm not a Shazam. But that's expert. the thing I'm thinking. Like, what drive? It's kind of like a hard balance of what drives the story mm-hmm. to what just does this. And it's like, yeah, it saves time and it saves this. If he fights we'll give him, and take. We'll he give fights them all at one time. Yeah, it helps with like mm-hmm. in the movie and like I'm gonna air quotes this when I say this, dumbing it down for people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Blah blah blah. Like I don't even know about the seven deadly sins when it comes to this one. I know them from other things, not in the DC universe, mm-hmm. but I don't know them from this. So I don't know what type of characters they Here's are. Here's the last thing I'll say. Here's what I'm going to do. Think about Infinity War. I'm bringing that up again. Okay. Thanos didn't send all four Black Orders to one spot. Right. Exactly. He sent split them up. The seven deadly sins are going to be working for Doctor Savannah because he found the box and found a way to yeah. open it. He is going to have a few of them go after Billy Batson, go after Shazam. He's only going to have to fight a handful. The other ones are going to go after this worst soul to try to create the final monster. They find that worst soul, who maybe is Black Adam, might not be. Actually, toss that. It's not Black Adam. It's just a bad soul. It's Freddie Freeman. No, because he's Marvel family. <laughs> Joking. But he is, they find the worst soul, they make the giant monster, that's the end battle. He's got to defeat the giant monster. After credit scene is Black Adam. Setting up Black Adam. Oh, could you imagine if in the after credit scene, The Rock is in 
the after credits scene because The Rock is going to be he wants to still be Black Adam. Black Adam. I'm actually going to do so. one little Google search to make sure that don't break my heart, Google. Don't break my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. But the last thing I heard is uh, <gasps> I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this minute video really quick, Johnny. Um, so basically, what it is mm-hmm. is Entertainment Weekly has a video. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Okay, it was nothing. Um, <laughs> it excited me though for a all second. that for nothing. It excited me because it said he addressed a Black Adam cameo in Shazam. So for me, I see, I see any cameo as Black Adam being an after credit scene, and I would love that. I just yeah. want to see because saving for after credit. We don't need we don't need an origin story for Black Adam. Just in the in the after credit scene. Give me the rock in the suit. That's all you need to do. He's just standing there and just says, hey, guys, that's all I need. I need, all I need. Just have him, like, standing so we see the backside of him. He turns around, see him in full decked out Black Adam. Oh. That's it. No words. Oh, it'd be amazing. I don't need words. Oh, it would be phenomenal. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below. In that comment section, what do you think about the seven deadly sins being added to Captain or I said Captain Marvel to no, wrong, Shazam? Wrong movie. Well, technically, he was Captain was, Marvel, and then DC forgot and to. Then pay, they took didn't the right. Pay for it, so it. Marvel took Captain Marvel, <laughs> Shazam, or Captain Marvel. How you want to see it? But the Shazam movie. Let us know what you think about that, and what does that mean for the plot of Shazam? this summer but johnny let's move on into our third topic and before we get into everything johnny forgot to do this for the second segment so it won't have it but i'm going to do it for this one make sure to either if you're on podcast services around the world listening to us or if you're checking us out on youtube hello i am waving to you make sure to rate and review the rick and johnny podcast on itunes and apple Podcasts. takes a quick second I hope we're giving you that five-star value that we strive for each and every week. Let us know why you like the podcast, why you like listening to it, and any new ones we get, I will read on future podcasts when I do this read at the beginning of the segment in the future. Um, But let's move on to the third topic we're talking about. We're diving into some MCU. So we talked about Avengers Endgame earlier, and this one has to do with the MCU. And I thought that I had the... Marvel theory um, in the email that I had sent to us. Um, so I'll have to pull up the link really quick. But basically the question that we are asking Johnny is will King the Conqueror be the next big baddie that the Avengers are going out? Not even the Avengers, the MCU is leading to. Because the big thing is that time travel is going to be a part of Avengers Endgame. Obviously, it's not just going to be, hey, let's change the past to help our future and make everything right. It's going to have lasting impacts on the future. Does that mean, do you think that the MCU, that Marvel, would even lead up to another big baddie like Thanos and would Kane the Conqueror be him? I think it would be potential. I'm sorry, Kane the Conqueror. Would that be him? I think it, I think it would be a that would be a very legible villain to bring up as if Marvel wants to do a big baddie, which I would hope they would because it works for them mm-hmm. to have everything slowly leading up to a big bad baddie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, have 
Kang be the next one? Because I mean, now we're we're gonna screw with time, and we started introducing screwing with time in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Now, like at least we're supposed to be via Ant Man and what he's found out about the uh, quantum realm and. Uh, Forgot they call him again. We did this last time too. When the, we talked about villains, the void holes, void yeah, vor- the vortexes, the, the vortex, the time vortexes, the vertices, the vertices. Is time that vertices. Time yeah. vertices. Okay, there we go. See, now we got the word this time. Eventually, we got to it. So the time uh, vert. I'm looking it up. Go on. Okay, so uh, well, we'll go with time vertices until Ricky finds out otherwise. Um, so the time vertices. Now we have to play around with with Ant Man. So that's gonna like they're gonna and that's the thing. We don't know if Ant-Man's going to find out if, hey, there is a set way to figure out which one's which. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, you just got to keep fucking jumping. Yeah. I mean. You just got to keep jumping until you find it. And that's what it seems like. It seems like that because. Um, Van Dyme said. Um, not just that, but like in the trailer. Yeah. The footage and Cap goes, is that from right now? Is that recording? No, he goes, is that, oh, is recording? that recording? Because and She goes, no, that's the front gate. Obviously, because like in the corner though, it says like a different time. Like, Does that's it? what people that's what people have looked into. I didn't look at that. Maybe that's why it says, is that a recording? Because like, you know, oh, it says a different date up in the corner. Yeah. He might have gone there at a different time period. Might True. have went there a little in the future, a little bit in the past. I think the past, to, otherwise they're not gonna see it. To try to find <laughs> the Avengers that are left so that hey, we can figure this out. I just have a hard time thinking, whether it's Kang the Conqueror, whether it's something completely different, I have a hard time thinking that Marvel is going to do a time travel movie and not have it affect anything in the future. No, I would think it would be weird because the Russos have like 20 movies ahead planned out. Well, even Mar- just Marvel in general has well, the next like 20 movies planned. Well, that's why I'm saying the Russos. Yeah. Are basically Marvel. <laughs> the Russos are Marvel. They're the pull- Russos are they're the... pulling the strings. Russos. And Kevin Feige's above them pulling their strings. Yeah, the Russos are the MCU. Mm-hmm. They have like twenty movies ahead planned out. Yeah, and branches off of that just in case something doesn't work. Not Guardians at this point. No, they put they that need the, a director for see, that. They put that on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And they be, have. They when, it'd be a shame if they like had a director. They did have a director, yeah, but it'd be a shame if like you know they would have kept that director. Yeah, what, <laughs> we've <laughs> talked about that though at nauseum. But yeah, go ahead with your. Um, but that would be the thing is like they wait. Where's I going with that now? Um, the jumping through. Oh yeah, each so one and we don't know Van if it's Dime. we don't know if it's Van Dyme even said if you get lost in there we can't help you. Mm-hmm. So the thought would be either she wasn't brave enough to investigate and mm-hmm. find out if there's like a specific way to find it, or she knows well enough to where you can't tell what's on the other side of it, so you don't know what time you're coming back to. And Scott Lang's crazy enough to the, go. Well, either I sit here forever or I, go. I just start jumping through because yeah. he's like, well. I did it with the belt before. <laughs> he also doesn't think things through. Let's be honest. He doesn't because I mean he he's kind of an, he's sort of in, he's, he's an like experimenter. He's a he's a uh, how do you how do you, how do, what's the word of a he takes risks but he calculated risks. Mm-hmm. So like am I, is this gonna kill me? Fifty fifty. It's not as <clears throat> it's not as calculated as like a Tony Stark. He no, doesn't have the exact like equation in his head. No. Um, but hey, will it kill me? I like those odds. And then he does Exactly. <laughs> He's sort of like a Han Solo. Don't tell mm-hmm. me the odds. <laughs> See, for me, though, I feel like with this movie, is Kang the Conqueror going to be the next big baddie? I kind of want to say no. The only reason why mm-hmm. 
is I think Marvel is going to move away from that's true this because the thing you got to think of is I know a lot of people want the next big baddie, but I think of this: if we jump to the next one mm-hmm. and we do a King the Conqueror, much like we did um, Thanos, it lessens what we just did. It lessens the Thanos one because then it's like, okay, we're doing it again. Here's another big baddie. Here's the formula. Find a new like I'm not a new formula for. I'm not introducing. upset with like introducing a Kang. I would even like it if it was something where this is what I would like to happen. Endgame happens because of all their time jumps and everything. They come back to their universe. I've said this before. They come back to their universe. Mm -hmm. There are mutants. Where everyone else is just life as usual, but the Avengers are like, whoa, what? What? What's What's a mutant? Maybe like they look at the screen and you see CGI beast in a suit. Congressman. Oh, maybe like in what's a mutant? Where maybe they less, have to deal with that. Maybe like, less like what's a mutant, and more like mutants are actually a prominent part of society. Exactly. Now. Where it's like that's how you that's how you introduce the X Men without having to deal with anything. Yeah. Your time travel stuff. Little yes, ripples brought you back, but the little ripple made mutants more of a prominent thing. Yeah, where and that would not save. just little miracles. They're mutants. <laughs> Fucking, I still can't get over that. <laughs> I get why. Ricky, Ricky just, we're going to fix it. I'm just, I'm never going to drop it. They're going to fix it. Um, but that's how I would basically. I agree. That's a good way to do it. Into the universe. Even if is, it's just like the uh, TV in the background showing. Or if it, it doesn't even have to be like, you don't even have to make a CGI beast. It could just be something about some congressman on TV bitching about mutants. Yeah, exactly. Because it's literally all it was, was just congressman complaining about mutants and how they're evil for us but really it's just the whole like the whole mutants versus non-mutants is a way for them to kind of relate that to what we go through with the with like race and stuff and inequality in our world mm-hmm. but that's how you do it then later on after because what I would really like is an Avengers versus X-Men type of storyline. That would be cool. Because what I think would be cool is they introduce these X-Men, however they do it, either my way or somewhere else, they don't get along right away. It's not like these two forces are going to be like, oh, buddy, buddy, what did we even see when the Guardians met Tony in that? It was a head-on fight. Yeah. Where it was like, whoa, hey, (laughs) I'll blast his head off. Do it, Quill. I can take it. No, you can't. No, he can't. It was a full-on fight. No, like, even I'm re-watching it going, mm-hmm. man, if they just would have came at this logically, none of this would have had to happen. Right. Um, but no, that's what happened. What if the same thing happens when the X-Men are introduced, but on a bigger scale because the teams are bigger? True. The you teams know. are bigger. The, let's say, I mean... I could see Professor X trying, like, figuring things out quicker and diffusing the situation. Trying to, yeah. But what if he's not a main part of it? What if he's back at the the school? So he's not on the front line, so he can't use his power in that sense of exactly to, like... Tell them. To tell them what are they doing and stuff. But, I mean, that is what I would like to see. And then later on, 
if you want to introduce a Kang, you can introduce Kang in an X-Men movie, basically saying, oh, the events of Endgame did this, and then you can have him in, like, an X-Men movie. What if they did, like, then set him up to where part one's an X-Men movie, part two's an Avenger movie. Part three is them together in the final movie. Um. Well, the only problem I have with that is they're a little consistent more so on, like, who's what, who's enemy. Mm-hmm. And Kang is more of an Avengers enemy than an X-Men one. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's got to ha- be... Hasn't he dabbled with both? Though? I don't know if he's done really many of the... I mean, he may have, but mm-hmm. I, I know... I know I'm, I'm just going to look it I up. know him as more of an Avengers enemy. Okay. Whereas, like, you have Apocalypse is a big... um. X-Men enemy. X-Men enemy. Galactus Mr. is Mr. Sinister. Both. Galactus is everyone. Yeah. It is Avengers. It is the Fantastic Four, which mm-hmm. would be a great way to get them in there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, X-Men as well. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, I said. Okay. So it's like those three big groups. Those are the three big groups. So from what I'm seeing. Big groups. Um, really, you are right. He's more of an Avengers, Avengers enemy. Um, really, so, the only... X-Men character to really have a prominent fight with him is Nate Gray. Nate Gray. Oh, I'm I assuming like a son or something of Jean Gray. Probably. And Cycle or Cable, because it looks like he's got the time traveling eye. Um and he's got the white hair like um Cable would have. Mm. I'm assuming maybe a descendant of Jean Gray and Cable. Maybe. Um, but that's what everyone's um, saying is like, oh, Kang and Nate, Kang and Nate, Kang and Nate. Um, so, yeah, you were right. He is uh, not really uh, X-Men, more Avengers. I mean, an Avengers versus X-Men would be awesome. And I'd like to see, like, especially if, like, we introduced the X-Men into some other, like, Avengers, the Avenger, or, like, mm-hmm. uh, in other movies, like, sprinkled in, like Wolverine with the Avengers. And then the X-Men versus Avengers comes out, like, him trying to pick a side type thing. Especially if you become... Say that one more time. So, Wolverine mm-hmm. has been part of, like, every fucking oh, group. and he's got to pick between he, these. Like, trying to pick between the two, because, mm-hmm. like, in some things, we more so cartoons lately, you see him, oh, he's very buddy-buddy with Spider-Man, and he's part. he's been part of the Avengers, but he's also a mutant, and he's part of the X-Men, he's been part of Alpha Flight, he's mm-hmm. been part of Weapon X... And that group, I forgot, they they have an actual, like, team name, too, for mm-hmm. theirs. But he's, like, he's been part of fucking everything, part mm-hmm. of my language. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, he's going to have to choose between the two and then to see, like, that. I mean, uh, that's me p- playing my fa- playing to my favorite character. But mm-hmm. I also found out who Nate um, Gray actually is. Who? He's the biological son of his dimensionals, or his dimension, Scott Summers and Jean Gray. However, um, he had been born of genetic tampering by Mr. Sinister. Ah. So his first name, he's named after Mr. Sinister, Nathaniel Essex, so Nate. Essex, And then his last name is biological mother, Jean Grey. So Nate Grey. Interesting. Um, And in in alternate reality of Age of Apocalypse, um, he was in a story with Cable. So that's why he's got the time traveling eye thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that to me is the main – I think the next main priority of Marvel is not the next big baddie. It's, hey, we're going to have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, 
how introduce, do we introduce them? them? They can, like you said, you can introduce um, X Men into the next mm-hmm. in Endgame actually, just by like a after post credit scene, post credit scene, um, like near the end of the movie where like we see all the results of everything that's changed, like mm-hmm. like basically at the end of Avengers where they show all the news clippings and people interviews and blah blah blah, like yeah. Avengers, like people like them, people hate them, and then like you can have something like that in like the back screen where you can sort, you can actually notice it. Mm-hmm. But not like it's in your face where it's like like the banner below a, a congressman talking, um, fighting mutant mm-hmm. mutant rights yeah. or blah, blah, blah. Some stuff like that. Here's another thing that I want to bring up with. And this comes into this whole conversation in general. Like I read an article today that was titled how the MCU will look completely different after 2019. So after this year, after Endgame. How is it going to look different? And here were their big bullet points. The first one was many major Avengers will be gone. Tony will be gone. Steve will be gone. Bruce might be gone. Thor might be gone. Thor, um, so I think you and I have both read. Mm -hmm. He wants to be. He will still be part of the MCU as long as they ask him back, but he's not acting for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, like in their next movies... These Avengers are not going to be. Yeah, we don't like, have. If they our... have a next Avengers movie, unless they really ask him back, he's not going to be there. He's not an Avenger, um, or he, he is. But so many of these, we're not going to have our original Avengers. Yeah, I'll say the Phase One Avengers. Yeah. Um, it says an end to the eleven-year Infinity Infinity Stone story. I just look at it and go, "Well, duh, that's what the." End of Endgame is. I don't think they're going to in Endgame go. Oh, and the story still continues. Over here, I think we're done yeah. dealing with stones. And then their last two, I hate that they make you click, a new wave of diverse superheroes. Oh, come on, really? Like, that's obvious. You're not going to have the major Avengers. You the sure? new heroes to take their spot. And the last one that I thought was very interesting, the MCU will become a cinematic and TV universe. Which, at first, I'd be like, no, because... They already tried that and it didn't work. Oh, bad. But now it got me thinking they're going to have the streaming service. Yeah. And if they're going to do, if they're going to do like T movie level budgeted series, series I, series I, series, series. Um, but just have them shorter episodes. Mm-hmm. Why not have them tie in to the MCU? Exactly. Why not? So, I mean, with this, it's going to look a lot differently. And that's why me with another one, I lean back to that. Maybe they're not. And maybe let's not just play in the next big baddie. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need it. Like, would I love a Galactus type of villain just towering over everybody? Yes. Because the thing I love about Infinity War is, and of course, Infinity War right now, it was so well planned. Like, there's not many movies out there that made me care about the villain. Usually it's been kill the villain, beat the villain. Man, I really want my superhero to beat this villain. But with Thanos, you look at him and you're like, yeah, he's on, like, I disagree with him. He's Mm -hmm. on the wrong side. But I get why he thinks the way he does. Exactly. And you sympathize with him. And That's what makes a great villain. Well, no, like, you, I really sympathize with Thanos to where if 
everything was flipped. Like if I, if an alien came to earth and was like, and I said, watch infinity war, I think he could, he or she could think like, okay, I think I know who the good guys are, but it wouldn't be a black and white, like depending on their point of view, Mm -hmm. they could maybe say, oh no, I get what this guy's talking about. Maybe they come from Titan. So they understand um, what Thanos is going to, and that'd be a terrible um, person to show that movie to. Probably. They would just be like, wow, basically uh, go through my decimation. Because even like he says to Gamora, he goes, your planet, the children that have been born on that planet ever since have known nothing but clear skies and full bellies. And she goes, but you murdered half of everybody. But to Thanos, that doesn't matter because the planet right now the greater good. is thriving. It was all the in his mind it's the greater yeah. good. And the future that like he said the children that have been born there have never had to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Where it all comes down to what's better, the future and sacrificing some people for that future or we don't trade yet again, we, we don't, don't trade, trade lives. lives and just living the way it you are because it's that's just how it is. And I know True. that brings us back to the first segment a little bit, but yeah. that's why I don't think King the Conqueror is going to happen as a big baddie. He might be like a, the seeds might be planted like Thanos, but well, that's it'll be resolved a little bit quicker and it won't be on the same scale that Thanos was Yeah, on. well, this is a little bit more epic scale. What if we get mm-hmm. instead, we get like Kang and like... Within five movies, mm-hmm. just like a a little bit of a build up to show who he is, maybe like post credit scenes, post credit scenes, the fact that like because there's like I've read a comic or two now with the newer Avengers mm-hmm. lineup where it's got like the female Thor, um, mm-hmm. it you got Falcon as Cap, you got Spider Man, Tony's still in it at the in this one in Vision, Miss Marvel, which is the the new Miss Marvel, I forgot her. Real mm-hmm. name, and then one or two other people, I think, and uh, Nova's part of it. But and anyways, to, uh, go with this one. Their main villain is Kang, and mm-hmm. he was already introduced in the one the one like graphic novel I read. Yeah, but it's to show like he's gonna keep coming back at you mm-hmm. because in this one he's He'll actually pick different time periods. He's stuck in that time. Mm-hmm. It, it, certain phase shifting, he's kind of stuck with in that in that way mm-hmm. but it's like he'll come back and leave he'll come back and leave but maybe it will be like more of a he in this case he'll be he'll come back fuck with something that the avengers did and then come back because he's trying to fix his time so he can keep ruling whereas the avengers are doing this yeah we're the whole or, the whole thing to start that would be endgame endgame, endgame fucks yeah. with his and that's time. what i'm saying and then thanos Helped him. Thanos. Maybe what Thanos did helped him take power because he get rid of half, half of everyone. And when the Avengers fix that, it's not half of everybody. Then mm-hmm. he only does. He doesn't have to only fight half of everybody. Mm-hmm. So he can't take over anymore. And that's in his time. Things are phase shifting in and out. Where yeah. so he jumps back to our time. And maybe like they show, like go reference back to a this movie and say that's what he manipulated mm-hmm. now. In order for it to happen, for his t- for everything to lead to Thanos. What if they did this? And I'm gonna take some ideas and put them together. So take your idea with Kang. Yeah, 
I know that he's not an X-Men villain, but just hear me out here. No. There's three phases to this. Okay. Of, like, movies, and you can map them in any way. And not every movie has to deal with this timeline. Like, for example, um, I'm trying to think. Like, Black Panther, the main story of Black Panther didn't have to do with anything with Thanos. It just... It introduced us to Wakanda. Yeah. And the big thing at the end that it did for Infinity War is it opened Wakanda up to the world. Yeah. Like, even Okoye says, like, you know, like, the Olympics, maybe a Starbucks. That's what I thought you meant by opening us up to Mm -hmm. the world. What if this story is in a three-act plan of movies? Okay. The first phase of movies, Avengers versus X-Men. Avengers come back from Endgame. What the hell's going on? Why are mutants like mutant rights? What is what is this? Civil War was about the Sokovia Accords. Basically, they changed the timeline to where the Sokovia Accords never happened. It wasn't the Sokovia Accords. It was mutant rights or that they were fighting for. Sokovia didn't necessarily not happen, but because the kickoff of event, like it's it, mm-hmm. mutant rights. Against the Sokovia Accords because, mm-hmm. oh, well, all mutants have to register. Maybe. And Maybe that, that like and the mutants are yeah. going, well, that's our right to not be registered if we don't want to be. True. Because it's it's like it's, okay. a, it's against our personal rights. But basically. That's mut- what I'm saying. Mutant rights. So keep the Sokovia Accords. Exactly. That could play like into that. it. But the first phase of movies is X-Men versus Avengers. Yes. X-Men are implemented. We can get dual movies between the X-Men and the Avengers, and have some good stories told. Phase two of that would be introducing Kang. At the end of phase one into phase two, you introduce Kang and have him be teased throughout phase two. This is where you kind of separate the Avengers and X-Men again, Mm -hmm. where it's basically their, their battles from number one aren't completely demolished, but they're not going head-to-head quite as they did. Yeah. And then phase three is, holy shit, Kang is really messing shit up. The Avengers and X-Men come to each other and say, in order to defeat him, we have to come together. And that's where you can get... Because I think what's mapping in my mind, what I would love to see, is at the end of it, so your Infinity War Endgame type of movie yeah. is the X-Men and the Avengers on screen together. And maybe that's, you don't do X-Men versus Avengers. You just, you keep them separate. Maybe it's a two-faced thing. Number one, they're separate, but Kang kind of messes with both, or messes in both movies in a sense. He's not in every post-credit, but like he could be in either post-credit. Well, this is you leading to a big Thanos baddie again then. Kind of. So my thought would be, and I was kind of going off Unless you're going to do, take Kang out of it and then just lead to an X-Men versus Avengers movie. Because that's what I would like to see. Both of these groups on screen at the same time. All groups together, not just pieces. Let me let me put it this way. Okay, so we get Endgame. Endgame introduces X-Men and like mutants as well. Mm-hmm. And then we get and then the next Avengers movie. It's not X-Men versus Avengers yet. Mm-hmm. It's starting to like we do like a five movie with 
hero, different Avengers heroes, different Avengers mm-hmm. actual movie, like Avengers movie and just individual Avengers heroes, five to seven movies introducing, leading up to and fighting Kang mm-hmm. and do it like a, fa- a phase to a phase and a half with him. Mm-hmm. Separate event, uh, X-Men movie, do some other, like maybe make it a Mr. Sinister, whoever they want him, uh, Apocalypse and re- re- redo that and fix that fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, and maybe do that as a separate X-Men storyline. God, I forgot Fantastic Four. I know. I think about but I was going to say, put them along the lines. They always get the short end of they the do. stick for me. They do. I mean, but it's only four people. And I know. You can do an individual movie for them and uh-huh. be done with it. Um, They've yeah. dealt with Kang. They have. I mean, mm. you can kind of play them in there if you really want to. But um, you do that, and one of the, at least one or two of the movies is a crossover one of mm-hmm. just X-Men versus Avengers. Something makes them butt heads. Mm-hmm. Maybe something Kang does makes the two the two teams butt heads, mm-hmm. and you get one to two movies of X Men versus Avengers. I would like that. So that you have two now. Like we had like this one whole tree trunk of things. Mm-hmm. Now we have two separate ones going off. This is Avengers. This is X Men, and they interweave oh, a little bit here and there. I'll be completely honest. You know who I? You know whose job I do not envy? Huh. Kevin Feige. Oh, God. The yeah. reason why is because I know there'd be a ton of people that are like, why? I'd love to be Kevin Feige. Um, but I wouldn't because I, knowing me, I would not make the right decision in how to introduce these. Like, the way they have introduced characters have just been so good. Beautiful. Um, and I can't wait for how they introduce the X-Men. I am more excited about the X-Men than anything. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with them. Um, and kind of just to put a kibosh on all this, Kang being the next baddie, I would lean against it. Let the Thanos baddie type thing, let this be the only time we did that. Just let it let it sit. Let it sit because it was special. It's kind of like what they say. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Exactly. And in this case, it's don't rush to the next one to try to do it the exact same because this one is over. Well, that's why I was saying kind of doing the two, the dual branch one mm-hmm. and just like, we need kind of someone to go up against, but mm-hmm. we do, don't make it as big as Thanos. Don't make it yeah. a 10 year thing. It could just be a three movie arc. Well, I would say even like make it a five to seven movie arc just mm-hmm. to say, just that way you can play in, play with him a little bit. Like the, cause you gotta have some post credit scenes from random movies kind of tease into it. Yeah, too exactly. And build that hype. Exactly. That's another thing. Infinity War, the hype was built up. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying making like a seven movie arc mm-hmm. where it's over Avengers and individuals in just seven mm-hmm. movies, and then he's resolved by the seventh movie. And that's and another thing. X Men, you can do like a three jump with Mr. Sinister, <sighs> another, such... another jump with. That's one thing I don't think about is X Men. Yeah. And this is the last thing I'll say on the podcast is. We have only seen X-Men movies minus Wolverine as the X-Men together. Yeah. Last Stand, X-Men 1, X3, um, I think Last Stand was 3 and X2 was 2. First Class even. First Class, Age of Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix Saga. Like, it's everyone It's always together. been the whole thing. We've never seen individual stories, and I think that's Aside what, from Wolverine, like I you said. I think that's what Marvel is going to dive into. Stark in individuals, or think, at least sm- smaller pockets. Yes. I think what Marvel is going to do is dive into individual... Like, we got with the Which Avengers. Would be good. Dive into individual stories with the X-Men. Nightcrawler would be entertaining. 
his whole origin Storm. and everything. Storm. Storm's got an interesting origin, like being a child and being seen as a deity goddess. What about Rogue? Rogue too, yeah. They all do. A Rogue Gambit movie. There you go. Like kind of. It like doesn't even Bonnie, have to be their kinda origins. Like, kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde type movie. Well, like Gambit, not Channing Tatum Gambit, um, just Gambit yeah. and Rogue. Um, you could also have a, uh, I guess a Colossus movie could work, but like a Kitty Pride movie. Colossus and Kitty Pride, because you can team them mm-hmm. up too, just to have true duel mm-hmm. instead of like the whole team or just one. Like it, it depends on how interesting do you think you can make this individual, mm-hmm. or do you think you it would be better paired with someone? Because like Colossus and Kitty Pride dated for a while even mm-hmm. in the comics. So could you imagine a Wolverine movie that's like? Back in World War Two, like is Wolverine back? Oh, in World you mean War the II? thing we skipped in the and made into a montage in the first Wolverine movie? Yeah, that awesome part they could basically have been... take Captain America, but take Captain America out and put Wolverine in there. Oh, uh, you know what this could even play into then if they make mutants. <laughs> a Wolverine. We make that movie Wolverine have a Captain America cameo because it's happening at the same time. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, from what I, I think he's supposed to even be part of the Howling Commandos. Wolverine? Really? I thought so. Or he, mm-hmm. he, or if nothing else, I know he worked with Captain America at one point. Did he? I'm going to yeah. type in Wolverine. Yeah, go ahead and look for it, because I thought he howling, did. Uh, comes up on uh, uh, Howling Commandos, where you're trying, escorting... Ah, no, that's what it was. He worked with them? So, ultim- Ultimate Marvel, in Ultimate Universe... Oh, he was universe, part of the Canadian Forces, anyways. Um, howling Commandos were the U.S. Army Ranger Unit escorting an imprisoned Wolverine during the Gulf War. Um, and then the huh. convoy was attacked by the Iraqi Republican Guard, oh, okay. um, killing all but Fury. That's a different thing than what I read. That'd be cool, though, if it's like a sci- like an alternate storyline of the Howling Commandos where they are... Uh, escorting an imprisoned no. Wolverine. Is there was a there was I can't remember if it's a comic side comic I read a different mm-hmm. like alt different Where he's universe. A part of the Holland Command. Uh, no, it, what, I don't think he was part of it. I think it was the cartoons from back in the nineties. Was it Alpha Flight working with him? Well, it wasn't Alpha Flight itself. He so this was before Alpha Flight. This was World War Two. He was mm-hmm. um is his bone claw and everything. Yeah, this is him not using the bone claws necessarily. Him being just a normal soldier. Mm-hmm. Canadian forces though. Yeah. Helping liberate a concentration camp with Captain America. Okay. But yeah. he worked with... He. This is like one one mission that he worked with Cap. Mm-hmm. So then it was basically just that. That would be cool just to see in a movie, not what we've seen normally. And I think that's what they're going to tackle on is just these individual stories Which that we have should. not seen. Any final things that you think we... Did not take a look at that we should at the, um, here at the end. Not that I can think of at the moment. Well, it'll come afterwards. Like, yeah, we'll stop recording. John will be like, oh, that's what I should have said. Yeah. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. Also, support us on Patreon. Rate the podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And make sure to check out mostvaluablepodcast.com where you can catch MVP each and every day. Well, thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Well, thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. For Johnny Carlick and Ricky Widmer, as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.